Hello there, this is uh, James Well, this is the podcast. Of course, this is a recorded program. I'm not actually here live uh, whilst you're listening to this. And uh, this is uh, a program that has been going out now for a few years. It goes out on certain radio stations. And it also goes out anywhere you can pick it up. If you can get a podcast, if you can go to something like Audio Boom, or you can go on Facebook or YouTube or... I don't know. It goes everywhere, Rob, doesn't it? Absolutely everywhere. A bit like tomato ketchup. Yeah, but not quite as sugary as tomato ketchup. Um, now, uh, uh, I listen, the end of the program, I've invited people, of course, on Facebook to uh, comment on certain stories in the news. If you have them, we might talk about some of those. And uh, I've asked you, of course, because I've over the years I have begun to realise that there is no question that I don't know the answer to. So if there is a question that you would like to put to me at the end of the show, uh, we will answer some of those questions, and uh, uh, I think you will find that the answers, any answer that I give to any question that you ask, will be the right answer, because I have never knowingly been wrong, according to a lot of people. Why is our periscope uh, not picking up both audio feeds? Because you've probably sent the wrong leads, and if you uh, have a little look at it after the programme, I'm sure it will be fixed. Okay, so you did answer the question then? Yeah, I always answer the question. I told you, and always I answer the question correctly. Um, And he's talking about a programme that I do live on talk radio at the moment this uh, particular week. I don't know when you're listening to this, so it's pointless saying, but we are in the first week in April... And the first and second week in April, I'm doing the drive time show because Eamon Holmes has gone, uh, well, I don't know where he's gone, really, he's gone walkabout. I think it's just too expensive to have on all the time. That might be it. He might be too expensive, so they have to limit uh, his appearances. So I'm on between four and seven as people make their way home. But normally I'm on from seven till ten. And uh, Ash, if he can be bothered to turn up, joins me as well. So that's, um, that's all happening there. Now, uh, what else was we, were I going to say about this program? Oh, yeah. If you are easily upset and offended, then don't f- listen to this, because uh, I'm sorry, it's not like I'm on a radio show normally. And uh, I sometimes uh, allow myself to be slightly carried away. I apologise for that. It's not particularly nice, and I don't swear all the f- time but just occasionally and uh, and that's it really so if you're easily offended tough tit is that a swear word or is that just sexist i'm never really sure i'm leaving tough tits in are you yeah yeah okay i don't mind tough tits you don't mind tough tits okay fine um right okay so listen uh where shall i start with what's been going on uh in the news i mean the murders that have been happening in London, um, I'm not going to be talking about that on talk radio later on today, I am sure, depending on whether you're listening to this at the weekend or if weekend, I'll probably just be sitting in the pub having a beer. Um, but uh, I want to uh, talk about that poor old, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to upset a lot of people, really, now. And I don't give a shit, to be honest, because somebody has got to say it. Now, there is a a gentleman, um, his name is Richard Osborne Brooks, who's 78 years old, and he stabbed and killed an intruder during a burglary recently. 
Uh, he hasn't. Uh, he was arrested and questioned, and uh, then he was um, uh, given bail. He hasn't been charged. He was just uh, he was just questioned um, and arrested. Hasn't yet been charged. If he'd been charged, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. Well, we wouldn't be talking about it. We would become in contempt of court. But as uh, I am recording this, he hasn't been charged. Um, and we don't know why this person was not Richard Osborne Brooks, but the person who was the intruder, who now we know. This man was actually wanted by police and uh, people saying... Uh, is what they call a career criminal. And members of his family are very upset that the man who stabbed him has been released by the police. They think he should be kept inside. <laughs> Look, if you go into somebody's home... All right, listen, I if you go into somebody's business, if you go into somebody's car and you take from that place stuff that is not yours, you are a scumbag. You are the lowest of the low. You deserve every single thing you get. And I will shed no tears for that man if, in fact, he was burgling that house. In fact, I will say, great, there's one less to cause people immense distress. There's one less that we have to keep in prison that all our expenses have to pay for. I'm almost tempted to say, and it's a hideous thing to actually say, the only good burglar is a dead burglar. Don't rob other people. And if you rob other people and you get hurt or worse, don't moan about it. Because you were a f***ing arsehole. And you deserved everything you got. And if, in fact, that works out that way, maybe Mr Osborne Brooks should be given some kind of commendation by the police. We don't know at the moment, but if we talk about this generally, I have to say, don't ever put yourself at risk. Somebody breaking into your home when you're there probably has got far more in the way of experience, of fighting, of hurting, of maiming. So my advice to anybody who finds an intruder in their home, place of work, anywhere, somebody who is not supposed to be there, leave well alone. Because they will not be as upset and concerned as you will be. Because that is what they do. You will be full of adrenaline. But, you know, there was a law passed not long ago where you can use more than reasonable force. And this, of course, came to be after there was a huge public outcry after Tony Martin, who shot a burglar, and he shot him in the back as he was fleeing from his property, and everybody said, well, that's just not cricket. I don't understand that. If somebody actually had broken into your home, and you happened to have a gun handy, and you were so sort of 
uh, wired that, you know, you, you were just concerned for your safety, concerned for your property, concerned for everything else. You'd shoot the person whichever way they were facing. If you had a gun there, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? It's easy to stop all this. Don't rob. Apparently this guy was a very nice bloke and kind to his mother doesn't actually take anything away from what you do. When you go into somebody else's property, particularly the property of elderly people who probably are frightened more than they would normally. You know, if you're old and a little frail and your wife's in bed and, or, or, or your partner is in bed, how are you going to behave if you're confronted by somebody? You're going to probably look around for something. If you, if you can't stay out of the way... Or if you are in such mind to go and sort them out, because some people that's how some people are. Good. People who break in to your home, people who break in and steal things that they are not entitled to deserve every f***ing thing they get. And I'm sick and tired of hearing, even the police sometimes, well, they, they, they don't hurt people, they're career criminals. They want to get in as quickly and easily as they can and out. They don't cause any mess. They don't... They take things that are not theirs. They take things of yours which may have absolutely no value, hardly any value, except sentimental value, and you cannot. You cannot replace that. I have been burgled a couple of times, and let me tell you, it is one of the most soul-destroying things that happens. And quite often, you won't be able to continue to live in the place where somebody uninvited broke in. If, you know, I was able to put a curse on people, I put a curse on burglars, I put a curse on thieves, as well as rapists and murderers and all the rest, I would put a curse on thieves. They are a nightmare. I asked on Facebook your thoughts on Mr. Richard Osborne Brooks, the 78, 78 years old, this guy, who stabbed, and as a result of that, he killed an intruder during a burglary. Sally Vase says uh, on Facebook, the whole country will be on his side and fight for his release. Both young and old are appalled. I think she's right. Roy Brownlow says, a night of old when we believed in protecting our castle, our home from armed intruders. When the police can't protect us, we must protect ourselves and our families. Give him a knighthood. He is a knight in shining armor and has probably saved others from this intruder. I can't disagree with that. Rich Beck says, wrong on so many levels. This guy is defending his home. To arrest somebody for murder doesn't it have to be premeditated? The guy didn't plot to kill the burglar. At the very, very worst, wouldn't this be manslaughter? I understand we can't go around killing each other, but when you've crossed the line and broken into somebody's house, surely the law should see common sense and realise that this is a mitigating circumstance. How would this be viewed if the intruder was armed and breaking into 10 Downing Street or the palace and was shot and killed? Very sensible. You see, the, 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 we, are, we are becoming more sensible. We, you know, even if we did vote Brexit or some of us, we are becoming more sensible. Jonathan Nelson says, I think that there is a bit more to this story due to where the bloke that was stabbed ended up outside a bit away from the property. That's probably why uh, they arrested him. Might have been a different story if the guy had died in the kitchen. 
I'd be very interested to hear what the other intruder says if they find him. I'll tell you what the other intruder, Jonathan, will probably say under police questioning. No comment. Because that's what they normally say. Jennifer Mendoza says, if the man who died hadn't committed a burglary, he would still be alive. End of. Jennifer, absolutely. You don't need to say more than that, do you, really? And Jonathan Sapier says, manslaughter, a suspended sentence, will probably be the outcome. You live your life and get to 78, and you're faced with a total scrote who unlawfully gains entry into your house and who has a history of vile crime. We can't endorse stabbing and killing, but we all know he has done society a big favour. These are such good responses. Liz Savage says, defending himself, his wife and his home, this is crazy. Paul Bowdry says, it's been said dozens of times already, but an absolute hero. Should he be awarded the CBE, the MBE for his public service? He should. Having saved many future houses from a similar fate, absolute bloody hero. Thank you, Paul Bowdry. And Billy Roberts says, a travesty of justice. There is something very wrong with the legal system in this country. That's for sure. All positive. Nobody... Nobody, and there were many, many of you who talked about this, nobody defending the burglar. Although his family said he was a nice bloke and uh, said that the chap who did this should have been kept in custody. Well, that's ridiculous in my view. And I'm not even sorry for the family. I mean, normally you are sorry when somebody tragically dies, but there are so many people who are ill, so many people who are suffering, so many people who, not for their own reasons, have a terrible time. Listen, this guy... And any of his relatives need no sympathy because this guy actually had his future in his own hands. He'd already done time, this bloke. But it doesn't matter. In the, anyone breaking into somebody's home, you deserve everything you get. I'm not for one moment suggesting that this is what we should do. You shouldn't because you will probably or could end up worse off if you did it. The best thing to stay quiet, to hide away, not to do anything and then call the police who may or may not turn up. But you see, when you're in a situation like that, none of us know how we are going to behave. None of us know we, how we're going to respond. We didn't ask to be in that situation. And I think that's what people have to remember. I did speak to a barrister about this. Uh, and barristers uh, in the main are all a bit smug, aren't they? Oh, well, you know. But there is, to me, you don't even need a barrister. To me, this is obviously any time, whether it was the Tony Martin situation or anything else, somebody gets hurt or worse because they've broken into somebody's private space, taken somebody's personal possessions, then I don't think they should have recourse to any comeback. That's their, that's their lookout. They shouldn't be there. They shouldn't have done it. Okay, I've got that off my chest. I feel better. And I have to say, I do have an axe to grind, having been burgled myself, if you've been burgled. Um... Luckily, I was never in the properties when I'd been burgled, but once my dogs were, and when I lived in the middle of nowhere in Yorkshire, my dogs were beaten up. And the police, the, the, the people who broke in, had broken into a number of houses in the vicinity that night. 
And the police caught one of them, but the, the police told me after but we couldn't make him talk. All he said was no comment, no comment, no comment. And we had no proof that it was actually him. So in the end, we had to let him go. And these thugs and yobbos and scumbags know how the system works and they use it. Got any thoughts? You can always get in touch. Uh, you can email me, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Uh, right, okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm fa- I've got to take a, sit down and take a little break now. And uh, i tell you what, let's play some music. Uh, here's the debut video single from a new rock and roll band called uh, Vel Vela.
So there we are. That's uh, Velvella. Got to be Vel. I was going to say Vulva, but Velvella and uh, Prowl, uh, which is uh, according to their PR company, a feral slice of powerful bluesy fuzz rock. Fuzz rock. What is fuzz rock for f- sake? Fuzzy rock. Really? Yeah. Quite liked it. Sounded okay, uh, but but I'd never heard of fuzz rock before. So there we are. I'm missing out on something, aren't I? Yeah. Um, okay. Now, uh, should we do? Uh, I don't know. I, after all that, I, I feel I need something a little light to talk about. But um, there isn't much light around in the news, really, is there? To be quite honest with you. Um, do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do? Um, I don't know. Do you want to do? Uh, whatever you do, I could do a jig. Why don't you do a jig? Okay, that would be a, a really good idea. Um, I should tell you, we have been messing around trying to uh, to broadcast this on Periscope, which I think we will probably be able to do. I can't. You, you see, you, you you've given me all these wires that I have to plug into stuff, and it's quite it's it's a bit like knitting now. Did you see my jig? It's very nice. Yeah, I was just talking to uh, the listeners while you were doing it. I okay. didn't. I wanted to try and distract them, but uh, there we are. Um, I don't know what yeah. we're going to do. We've got loads of things to talk about, but um... did you? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Seeing that we were we were talking about, uh, so I, I, listen. There's another big problem at the moment. There've been so many killings amongst uh, youngsters on the streets of this country um, over the past weeks. In fact, in the capital city alone. Over 50 people have uh, have been uh, killed, some with knives, some with guns. Over 50 people in three months killed in the capital alone. Other parts of this country have a similar problem. If you're listening in another country, I'd like to hear whether it's as bad. Apparently in London now, it is more dangerous than New York. Um, and I, I'm, what can we do about it? I spoke about it on talk radio the other day, and I spoke to a couple of guys. This is predominantly a problem of young black guys. And there are all sorts of reasons as to why, but it's it's predominantly a problem of young black guys. And in other parts of the country, it's, it's a problem of, of young guys who come from poorer backgrounds. And quite often, these black guys come from fairly poor backgrounds. And is poverty, I'm not saying they're in poverty, but is poverty partly to blame? Or is it the fact that their parents are just useless? Yeah, their parents are useless. There's no discipline. They tell the teachers to go f*** themselves if they don't like what the teacher's doing to them. And nobody, nobody takes these kids to task. So they form gangs. They don't like their family life and they hang out and the gangs become their families. A lot of the families, very young and probably not very experienced, don't have very, and I don't know why I'm saying that, I was a father at 19, but there we are. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these people really have to be told, I'm, I'm sorry, you're an absolutely shit parent. Do you know that? You are a shit parent. And it's nobody else's fault. Don't blame the government. Don't blame the fact you haven't got as much money as somebody else. It's you. It's you. You are responsible for you, and somebody needs to tell them. Um, and a, a number of people have said one of the big problems on the street is there is no discipline. Police now are frightened of being called racist. And if you are a black guy and you say, listen, oh, why are you stopping me? You're stopping me because I'm black? 
you can't stop me. And so the police now have been told, and this was the, the fault of our current prime minister, I think, who said, well, you know, police have got to have uh, a re really good reason to stop somebody. Why? Why? If I was a cop walking down the street and there's some guy wandering around looking a bit hard, and uh, or maybe a bunch of them, maybe a bunch of youths walking down in hoodies, I'd stop them. I've been stopped because the police thought I looked suspicious a few times. And I do look a bit suspicious. I realise that. There's uh, no getting away from it. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, yeah, yeah? Well, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. It's okay. I do look suspicious, don't I? Very I do. Suspicious. You know, bald-headed bloke. Yeah. Shaved head. Something menacing about you. Fairly broad. Oh, there's a nice aeroplane flying over. Um... You know, the police have stopped me on a number of occasions and you just have, I mean, to use the parlance, you have to suck it up, don't you really? You just say what you're doing, where you're going, prove who you are, if you can, and uh, and off you go. And as long as the cops are respectful, because they have to be respectful, there's no doubt about that, they have to be respectful, then I think stop and search before you all shout and jump up and down has to be brought back. It's not the answer but it's part of the solution. And I know that a lot of kids who want to do nasty things will hide the weapons so they can get them later. But we need cops on the street who are about and who, if they see kids wandering around, stop them, ask them what they're doing. Excuse me, what are you talking to me? Yes, you. Where are you going? What's it got to do with you? I'm just asking you where you're going. It's late at night. I just wondered where you're going. I'm not up to... I didn't say you were up to anything. I'm just asking you where you are going. It's got nothing to do with you. You stopped me because of what I look like. Yeah, you're right. I did. And so, as to keep everybody in society safe, and I'm sure you would want me to as well, I'm asking you very politely where you're going. Well, I'm not telling you. Why not? It's none of your business. Well, it is my business because I am trying to protect everyone in the community. And, and sir, I am not saying that you're a threat. I'm just asking you politely where you're going. And then you can go on your way. Well, you can't and I'm not. And at that point, I'd have the bloke in handcuffs. I'd have him in handcuffs and I'd search him. And if there was nothing on him, and if he was just one of these argumentative blokes who think he's cleverer, he should be calling me on talk radio 0344-499-1000 and arguing it out on the air in front of everyone else. And he could be telling me how terrible it is the police stop him and they're only stopping him because of the colour of the, his skin or the clothes he's wearing and hands every other day. And all that. We can talk about it on the air because we're a free country. But freedom only exists where you feel safe. And at the moment, blatantly, a lot of people out on the streets of not only the capital but the whole country don't feel safe. Part of it is that we've cut back the police to a level where they really can't do the job. You phone 999 and you will probably find it very difficult to get a policeman. Well, at least not right there unless you say you're about to be killed or something similar. And I'm not suggesting you make that up, by the way. It's hard to get a policeman actually in a police station. I went to a police station once to report some uh, fly postering and I was there for 20 minutes ringing the doorbell. This is a problem. This is the problem. But that's what we need to do, stop and search. And, you know, if, if you're inconvenienced, tough. You're inconvenienced a bit every day. 
tough. If it saves just one life, your inconvenience has been worth it, hasn't it? I think it has. Um, on Facebook, I asked, is it time to bring back Stop and Search? These are some of your thoughts. Mark uh, Ockermore said, something needs to be sorted. Politicians and London Mayor don't seem to have the solution. Well, the London Mayor's gone into hiding, I think. And Mark Stevens says, Stop and Search, like other things, was stopped to appease some communities. I think you're right, but I think it was some community leaders. And they perhaps have got to take a more responsible action when they start promoting themselves as leaders of communities. Because this just cannot be allowed to carry on. Darren Clancy says, uh, uh, give the corrupt police more power to discriminate? I don't think so. How about tougher sentences for offenders? Proactive policing hasn't worked so far, so maybe reactive would be a better approach. Um, you see, I think you've got a problem, Darren, because uh, there may well be a few bad apples in every organisation, but our police is probably one of the best police forces in the world. And if you have an attitude like that, Darren, you're one of the ones who needs to be looked at. And I'm not sure that giving people harsher offences really is the answer either. I think, you know, we have to work out what is wrong. A lot of these kids are mentally ill. They come from homes with parents who are mentally ill, and something needs to be done about that as well. Jeff Hobbs says, uh, when the Sex Pistols sang about anarchy in the UK back in the 70s, the establishment uh, took the piss out of them, jumped forward 40-odd years, and today that's what we have. Kids are being killed due to knife crime and gun crime. I don't think we need to use knife and gun crime. We just call it violent crime. Because if you want to kill someone, you don't have to use a knife or a gun. The police are powerless to do anything other than have these amnesties from time to time, and that's just ridiculous, because who, who, if you're intent on using something illegally, you're not going to give it away, are you? Uh, if they stop and search, the racism tag gets thrown around like confetti at a wedding. The PC brigade do-gooders can't seem to grasp the fact that kids, young people, are dying out on our streets, and it's not confined to any ethnicity. It's widespread. That's what Jeff Hobbs says. Um, I think in certain areas, though, it is confined to certain ethnicities. Um, and it's widespread. The police need not to be told, if you stop and search someone and that person says you're stopping them because of the colour of your skin, you're going to have to go and fill out reports and do... You know, we're just tying the police's hands behind their back. It seems to me ridiculous. Uh, Bill Ding says, yes, using black cops to search black kids and white cops to search white kids and Asian cops to search Asian kids and Middle Eastern cops to search Middle Eastern kids, thus omitting the racist bullshit out of out of the search process. Bill, come on, forget that. A policeman's a policeman. You're a human being. Let's forget the colour of our skins and what... Let's stop clinging on to... The, I mean, th there has to be a time when you have to let go of racism, inverted racism and sexism and, and, and homophobia and all the, you know, it, people are human beings. We come in different sizes, different shapes, different colours, just flipping get over it. Uh, Sandra Bellini says, James, uh, time for the PC Brigade to hand power back to our police force. Uh, Rob Johnson says, most definitely more stop and search, full support for the guys tasked to carry out the stop and search as well. And one more, Gary Sumner says, not enough police left on the beat to do that. You're right, there aren't, and they need to take more on, train more, and they have to do something about it. It is an appalling situation that we find ourselves in. 
At the point of this recording, 50 kids have lost their lives so far this year. A couple of months. And that is only in the capital. There are more elsewhere in this country. I'll let you ponder on that. Rob has got tech talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know. What? Well, there's no segue there, is there, really? No, there's not not supposed to be, because you said to me earlier, what are we going to do for entertainment value? And I said, I can't think of anything very entertaining to do at the moment. But there we are. Right, Okay. Uh, tech talk then. So the uh, yeah. the auction has finished for the uh, 5G on the mobile phone networks. Yeah. And the government have raised 1.36 billion pounds. How much? 1.36 billion pounds. Not enough, is it? Really? I thought they'd earn a couple of billion. Yeah, but it's not bad for selling nothing, isn't it? Well, they have. So, what do you mean, selling nothing? They have sold, but they've sold. Um, they've sp- essentially sold air, haven't they? Really, I know it's a, it's a radio frequency, but it's it's nothing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you've got a radio frequency. You don't have to, you know. Then you've got it, haven't you? Yeah, but everyone's got it. It's all around us. Yeah. You know, I could I could sell you a radio frequency. What frequency would you like? Well, you don't own any. How could you sell me something you don't own? Well, nobody owns a radio frequency, really, do they? Well, of course they do. Well, it's the same radio frequency in this country as in another country. Who owns it? Why, why, why that in that? Well, are we talking about DAB, FM, medium? What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, microwave frequencies that the mobile phone networks use. Right. Okay. But you couldn't just set one up, could you? No, but it's always been there. Yeah, I know, but, you know, you have to have permission to use it and put up the towers and do everything else. Well, that's what you're paying for. You're not really paying. You're paying for permission to use it, I suppose. Hmm. But it's free, isn't it? It's not cost the government anything, so it's it's £1.36 billion for nothing. No, it's not free. You've got to have the, you've got to have the wherewithal to actually transmit, haven't you, no, on that, microwave, that, that, whatever. Yeah, but that infrastructure is being paid for by the phone operators with their masts. The government don't own any masts. The frequency's always there. All they've done is said you can use it. Give us 1.36 billion. That's awesome. You're not buying any equipment. You're not buying any infrastructure. You're not buying any land. You're just buying what's around us. That's right. freely available. Well, anyway, it, why is it necessary to do that when you've got enough? I mean, what other frequencies do you need? You've got 5G, 4G, 3G, 2G. How many Gs do you need? Well, ideally, we want 25G, which would be super, super fast. Could, could people broadcast or use their stuff on 25G now? Well, they could, all they have to do is relay. Does the technology exist? Not really, no. All oh, right. Well, there we are. You couldn't do it, could you? No. Just trying to fill in time for tech talk, really. Uh, Facebook phone... <laughs> You've got a to talk about, haven't you? Well, there's, there's absolutely nothing happening in tech this week. Facebook phone grab. On Facebook, you could search uh, for people, your friends, by putting in their mobile phone number if they've uh, put their phone number into uh, their profile. If you type that in the search box, the profile of the person you're looking for turns up and then you can say send friend request but obviously all the scammers have been putting in uh, random numbers like a random number generator well it don't even have to put random numbers it can start from zero and work all the way through to infinity and eventually they get all the profiles so you get the phone number the name all their friends where they live what they're interested in just from their phone number and they don't even need to know what your phone number is they could just put any random number in and uh, they get all the information 
Gosh. As of last week, uh, obviously Facebook have now removed uh, that feature. But the damage is done I, now. That's why I get funny calls. Okay. You've been to the movies? You didn't do any films last time. Well, well you, you told me to shut up last time. We haven't got time. All oh, right, that's okay. Uh, film Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg's latest blockbuster film. All oh, right. It's all about VR headsets, getting involved in another reality, playing games, video games. Oh, no, I couldn't be asked with that. If, if, you, uh, if you sort of grew up in the, uh, in the 80s, uh, with all the sort of uh, Back to the Future and all the video games of the 80s and stuff, you, you'll mm. love it. All the music of the 80s, you'll love this film. It's got loads, Rubik's Cubes, King Kong, oh, no. all that kind of no. stuff. It's, did you enjoy it? Actually, I did enjoy it. It's very good. I, I, I definitely yeah, I thought you might. See it. Yeah. It's a film to see. That's yeah. always a worry. But anyway, go on, yes. Uh, Indiana Jones might be coming back as a woman. I don't mind that. Which woman? Well, we don't know yet. It's just an idea being floated around that to, to replace Harrison Ford. They're thinking of having uh, a, uh, a woman. Mm. Keep talking. I've just got to let one of the dogs out. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, are you uh, all right? Yeah. There we are. You scratched my door. I'm not happy about that. I haven't scratched your door. No, no, the dog did. Are you oh. all right, Lulu? You're going to stay with me? Yeah, Lulu's going to stay with me. Right. Okay, come on. Well, that, that's, that's on. really my bit. Is it? Oh, good. Fine. I was getting fed up anyway. Um, Indiana Jones and uh, the, the Temple of Womb. Did you think of that all by yourself? It just came to me then when you said there could be a woman playing Indiana Jones. So the first one could be Indiana Jones and the Temple of Womb. What's this about um, three in ten people get out of breath going upstairs? Well, apparently they do. 25% out of breath having sex, three out of ten out of breath going upstairs. It's all to do with the capacity of your lungs in this country, and we need to take more care of our lungs. What happens if you have sex on the stairs? You're f***ed. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, let's just talk briefly about this other uh, part of the nanny state that's uh, come into being now, tax on sugar. Um, attack, you know, sugar's not good for you, but uh, manufacturers of these fizzy drinks, cola, Coca-Cola, have refused to change uh, the recipe because yep. uh, people love it. I don't drink it, but but you do. Some people do. They love it, apparently. Um, this, is, this is really quite appalling, in my view, that, you know, this country, there might be quite a lot of fat people, but the majority of people are not. Um, and if you want to have a sugary drink, then that is entirely... Did you hear something bang? I heard something bang then. Have you got poltergeists? I don't know. Hang on. Give me over. one knock for yes, two knocks uh, for no. Is there anybody no, no, there? No, no. No poltergeists here. It was the wind. Okay. You yeah, got not wind. The, not the wind. It was the wind outside. Oh, okay. Blowing the door shut. Too much fizzy drinks. That's the beauty of doing it from your home, this. Um, right, we're, we're, we've done the sugar tax. It's just a ridiculous idea, in my view. Uh, and the, the, the nanny state's trying to tell people how they should live. Get over yourself. Listen, sort the problem. This is, this is ridiculous. It's like the gender pay gap, right? The prime minister at the moment is... Uh, of the gender pay gap, we must all that. Of a sugar tax, that's all. No, sort the f*** up of Brexit up, okay? Sort that out. The fact that the health service is falling apart. Uh, Mrs. W wasn't very well over a couple of days ago. I phoned for an ambulance and I was told, yeah, okay, is she... They ask you this set of questions now without any interest. They're reading it off a card because they've been told that's what to do. 
Uh, and I'm not blaming the crews and the paramedics here. I'm just blaming the way that the, the organizations are run within the NHS. And then I'm told, oh, well, I'm sorry, she's not about to die, is she? So uh, we will send you an ambulance, but it could be two hours. I said, my wife is screaming in pain. What do I do? I'm sorry, sir, it's not life-threatening. We'll send you an ambulance in two hours. I said, can you not hear what I'm saying? What do I do? You could try ringing 111. They couldn't put you through to 111. They tell you to hang up and then ring 111 yourself. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, we're very busy. And I rang back to cancer because I, I sorted out, I, I got somebody from the hospice to help her and, and maybe I should, but anyway. Uh, so then I rang back to cancel the ambulance and I rang 999, said ambulance service, and then I get a recorded message. I did, by the way, ring, kept ringing back till I did cancel the ambulance. We didn't need it anymore because I had managed to get somebody to come uh, from the hospice and uh, administer some painkillers. And in the future, that's what I will do, um, unless, of course, uh, you know, there's a danger of her dying. And it seems to me that the only reason now you ring for an ambulance is if you are in, in immediate danger of dying. And, you know, that, that, that it's in a way, it's not their fault. That's the system's broken down. And uh, doctors and nurses, quite frankly, have never, and I'm having a lot to do with them at the moment, have never been so depressed about the whole business. So what I'm saying is the sugar tax, oh, will it help people stop getting diabetes? Well, stop having sugary drinks. Get yourself checked and find out whether you are likely to be one of those characters. And if you are, stop doing it. Why are we continually trying to appeal to the thickos in society? Fuck them, that's what I say. Concern yourself with the problems of murders on the streets of this country, with the fact that our police force are saying that they cannot control crime because their numbers have been depleted, and that the chief constables who haven't got the guts to turn round to their political masters and actually tell them the truth, they need to be sacked. The National Health Service, doctors, nurses are telling the government, successive governments, not just this government, we need more help. But yet the administrators, the top administrators, say, oh, well, we're managing. We could do with more. We're managing. They're not managing. Kick out some of these administrators and don't let them go back to another hospital trust and just be as useless there as they've been in the one they were in before. The armed forces can hardly protect this nation because they are so depleted and we are continuing to waste money. That's what the government should be applying themselves to, not on the sugar tax or the gender pay gap, because the gender pay gap doesn't really exist. You will have noticed that uh, uh, EasyJet came out really badly on the gender pay gap. Did you notice that? They've been uh, severely criticised by the government. Right. The reality is that when they do this uh, research and they ask these questions of uh, how many how many men do you employ? How much do they earn collectively? How many women do you earn? How much do they earn collectively? And then they, they do that check. What they don't do, if you are an airline, you will employ pilots and cabin crew. Uh, pilots will get paid uh, more than cabin crew. Pilots are predominantly male. EasyJet, by the way, are trying to recruit as many female pilots as they can. But there are more male pilots than female. And cabin crew are predominantly female. 
so they will earn less. That is not a gender pay gap. What you need to do is get people doing the same job. And never mind these flipping middle-class moaning minis at the BBC who are all on six-figure salaries and the women clubbing together saying, oh, we're not being paid enough. Blame your bloody agents, you stupid idiots. It's ridiculous. And there are two stories right there that, you know, if you want to use Donald Trump's expression, fake news. Well, I buy a lot of Coca-Cola, as you know, and the last few months, the prices have gone up anyway. And I have a funny, sneaky suspicion now this new t sugar tax is going to come in, the price is going to stay the same, because they'll just sell the product to the stores cheaper. I, I, as a consumer, won't well, ever see the difference. Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. But, you know, it's not up to governments to tell... If, if it is up to governments, then why don't they stop these manufacturers wrapping stuff up in so much rubbish so that it takes you forever? I bought some razor blades the other day. I had to go and get a flipping chainsaw nearly to get them out of the packet. A chainsaw? Well, no, I, I am, of course, uh, I am exaggerating, but then why shouldn't I? It's my programme, I can do what I like. That's, that's fair enough, I suppose. Yeah. Um, by the way, thank you to everybody who's buying copies of my uh, my book, which uh, you want to get in quickly because they're rushing out, uh, called Almost a Celebrity, uh, because of the advert that Robbo did. And if oh. you haven't seen the advert, it's on Twitter and elsewhere. And people saying, well, I, I, I don't see what the difference is. Well, you have to look very, very carefully because he's animated the front cover of the book. It's like Harry Potter. Is it? Yeah, you know, in the newspapers in Harry Potter, in the, is in the wizard world, they're all animated, all the, all the photographs. I've never watched Harry Potter, any of the Harry Potter films, so I don't know. You've saved yourself, basically. Good, good. Um, so if you look at it very carefully, you'll see. Anyway, you can still get a copy sold, sold, signed, sealed and delivered by me. Um, and posted by Rob for a fiver. I personally go down the post office and queue for you for a fiver. Yeah, I think that's very good. That's very good. Well, it keeps this uh, this little podcast going, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I, as long yeah, as I get my jelly send money, if you want. I mean, somebody very kindly said, I, I hear you are not making any money, send us 50 quid. They did on the uh, donate page on the, uh, on the website. Yeah, which enabled me to get these uh, new wires... And hopefully we'll broadcast it occasionally on Periscope when we're recording it as well. That is very true. We'll have to work on how to work it out. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, let's finish this uh, immensely exciting hour of I don't know what. Oh, by the way, keep your uh, get, get in touch. You know, you can send us an email. We always like to hear where you are, what you're doing. And uh, we haven't got any mail in this week, or I haven't got any time for it anyway. Uh, and uh, we will include some of your emails on the programme if you want us to, or just send us a postcard. Yeah, send us a postcard, jameswell radio or jameswellradio at gmail.com. That's the email, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Now, finishing with the questions. Just before we go on, you say postcard. You mean a physical one or a virtual one? Oh, virtual is better, isn't it? Better for the uh, environment, yes. Yeah, yeah. Vir no, don't, don't do a physical one, no. I mean, I don't mind a postcard coming in the post. Yeah. Anyway, get on with this, because I have got a couple of errands to run. So can we uh, hurry up? OK. Um, Lynn Liddell Dickinson. God, you have problems reading, don't you? Yeah, go on. Uh, do you think there is a plan to oust Corbyn, then replace him with Khan? Uh, no, Lynn, I don't think there is. Uh, I don't think Sadiq Khan has done himself any favours over the year or so. He's been Mayor of London. In fact, I think he will just disappear without trace if he carries on the way he is. I thought you were going to say he's going to disappear with Tracy then, but there we go. No, uh, no, I don't know Tracy. 
Gezi Wezi. Gezi Wezi, yes. Uh, why has DAB not lived up to its promised potential, James? Well, it never was, was it, really, unfortunately, because the internet uh, took over and the internet suddenly can do everything. You don't need anything else to broadcast other than the internet. And eventually, every TV and every radio programme will come to you via the internet. It's already happening in many cases, isn't it? What they should do is sell the FM frequencies to the mobile phone operators for 6G and generate another £1.36 billion. Yeah, um, well, they were going to do that, um, and they haven't yet turned off the analogue transmitters uh, for radio stations. They have for TV stations, but uh, I don't think it'll be long. Level playing field, that's what you want with DAB, isn't it? It's hard to compete yeah. with FM. Well, only because people are not used to it. And, uh, and, and But you don't, DAB or FM, if you have an app on your phone to listen to a radio station or to listen to us here then you can have it on your computer, you can have it on your phone. You, you know, how many people have a radio that they turn on when they're at home now? Um, Alan Bailey. Alan. Oh, is this a poem? I'll try mm. my best. It might be a poem, it might be a question. I'm trying to work it out. Where on a woman is her now, as in, I wonder who's kissing her now? Interesting point. Well, her now has always been just below her nose. Everybody knows that, Alan. I'm surprised you didn't. I didn't know that. Okay, well, now you know where her now is. Uh, Paul Rudd. Do you find Christians annoying, particularly ones from up north? I think that's to do with Ken. Um, yeah. Uh, Andy Wood. Why not just stop producing plastic? Well, because uh, people produce it, it's their job. Uh, there are a lot of people employed in the plastic industry, and plastic does have its uses, but it has to be controlled because at the moment it is out of control. If it carries on this way, we'll die under a sea of plastic. Never mind about the Ice Age coming back. It'll be the plastic age. Uh, Paul Kitchener, should we stop paying road tax until they fill in the potholes? Um, uh, you could try. It'd be interesting to see what sort of response the authorities have, uh, but I think they should stop filling in potholes and they should start resurfacing roads properly. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, but I know it's true because everything I say is... Come on. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Dan Sanders, should the criminal justice bill be looked at and people given the chance to party in fields like we did in the 80s and 90s? Um, no, is the answer to that. Um, if you want to party in a field and you get the permission of the person who owns the field and you take into account animals around the field or people who are living around that area and the sort of uh, problem that the, the traffic can cause, then that's fine. But what happened in the 80s and 90s, bunches of yobbos turned up and said, it's my right to make a noise and I'm going to do it. And they, they, they were the ones who are now moaning about being stopped and searched by the police. So no, it isn't. Think of all those worms that are going to get killed. Because all these yeah. people stomping yeah. on the ground are going to bring the worms you to know, the surface. You go and find a brownfield site in the middle of a city if you want to make a f***ing noise. Do not come out to the country where I live and start making a bloody noise. Because we in the country like a nice, quiet, peaceful life. Car park raving. That's what we should set up. 
Good. Uh, thank you for that. We'll be back. Uh, of course, I'll be back live on Talk Radio. Uh, just go and check out the app. Go to the Talk Radio website at talkradio.co.uk and you can find out there what program I'm doing. I'm doing Drive at the moment, but normally I'm on 7 till 10, Monday to Thursday. Rob, on the other hand, will be coming up with great ideas to make broadcasting even easier. Is that my job for the afternoon, is it? Get on with it. I'm off. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.